FantasyPoints.com and the 2022 Franchise Focus Series is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports, with no waivers, trades, or lineup setting for season-long drafts. New users can sign up to Underdog Fantasy using promo code FANTASYPTS for up to $100 in bonus cash on their first deposit. That's promo code FANTASYPTS. Head to FantasyPoints.com slash Underdog for more information. Now, let's get to the show. It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Back to the franchise focus series of podcasts here at fantasypoints.com. My name is Joe Dolan. Today we're talking Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. And like I've been trying to do for all of these podcasts, I'm going to the best. I'm going to the best potential option to break down the LA Rams, the best potential option to break down all the teams. And well, I'm glad to tell you we have the best. We have Jordan Rodriguez, who covers the LA Rams, has covered the LA Rams for a number of years for the athletic on the West Coast, enjoying life, uh, probably a little bit cooler than it is here in South Carolina. Jordan, thank you so much. Welcome to the podcast. Um, glad that uh, we, we had a couple of technical issues. Uh, it happens when you're doing 32 of these, but it's great to have you on. Yeah, so glad that uh, we could do this. And I'm shaping, shaking the cobwebs out of my brain a little bit after finally getting a, a break after something like 430 consecutive days of work as this chaotic team won the Super Bowl. It was such a blast. It was so much fun. Um, but glad to be picking things back up. I had a training camp and glad to be with you today. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, when the team wins the Super Bowl and you're working through the Super Bowl, they don't push <laughs> the season back. That That's a little bit of a, a so Super Bowl hangover happens for us, too. I understand that in this in this, in this regard. Uh, it probably just feels like yesterday, frankly, for you. Yeah, honestly, I haven't processed it yet. I, I even, you know, got to hold the trophy at the after party and, and all of that. And it was so incredible, such an incredible ride. And, and you, as a writer, you hope for your entire career that you can meet a moment like that. And, um, and now I'm kind of like, oh, existential crisis incoming. What do I do now? So <laughs> it's, it's going to be a fun, uh, fun 2022 as they try to repeat. That's for sure. Uh, you can follow her work on Twitter at Jordan Rodrigue. That's J-O-U-R-D-A-N. Rodrigue. Uh, make sure you put the U in there. And as always, keep in mind that the Fantasy uh, Points Franchise Focus Podcast are brought to you by Evans Cards. And Evans Cards is really just one of those uh, small businesses, not a superstore, that you can really feel good about supporting. And if you've seen our memorabilia giveaways, they're all from Evans at Fantasy PTS on Twitter. Evans always has the latest boxes and releases from Panini, Upper Deck, Tops, all the top brands. Follow Evans Cards on Twitter at Evans Cards for weekly updates and card releases. Like Evans on Facebook and head to EvansSportsNJ.com for more info. And if you're in the Philadelphia area, it's always good to, to visit in person or you can go to the eBay store. That's EvansSportsNJ.com online and at Evans Cards on Twitter and tell them that the guys from FantasyPoints.com sent you. Jordan, this is obviously a, a um, fantasy-focused podcast here, and when it comes to fantasy, running backs often are king, even though Cooper Cup was the best player for fantasy. I don't think we have too many questions about him, but Cam Akers, I mean, not productive during the playoffs. He struggled with efficiency. 
but he's also did something we've never seen before coming back from a torn Achilles after six months is essentially unheard of. This is an injury that has ruined careers before he was able to get back on the field, which is a miracle in and of itself. But you understand it's a really tough situation to suss out for fantasy because he wasn't very productive, despite the fact that he came back earlier. What kind of insight can you give us on where Cam Akers is and where the Rams believe Cam Akers is? Yeah, it's a great question. I I don't know that a lot of people track or, or maybe are aware that the Rams, they measure all of the outputs for their players on a very granular sort of molecular level. So when you see them rotating backs through the end of that um, postseason run, especially as Cam is doing something remarkably incredible, and like you said, unheard of, um, one of the, the first players to come back, I think the first player to come back from an injury that like that that quickly – so they're measuring his output and they're basically saying, okay, you can have this many carries because we know that that's safe for you versus, all right, you know, cut the cord and, and go out there and try to do what you can. And so that I think is a part of, you know, you talk about these running backs getting into like a flow state. And I think that was kind of part of what you saw. It, it wasn't necessarily that there was a physical problem with him. They actually found that the repaired Achilles was producing more energy um, and more power than it was before the injury after recovery, which is again, holy crap. Um, and so I think it was more rust and I think it was more, you can't, you couldn't really get into a rhythm. Um, and the way that teams were playing them, some of their structures, you know, they were kind of daring them to pass understanding that Matthew Stafford had maybe been turning, turning the ball over a little bit more through the the middle half and end of the season. So I think with Cam, it's, it's going to be really interesting. This has got to be his year, right? I mean, this is really – we know since Todd Gurley, the Rams really aren't going to pay a running back long term. So he's got to really show this year that he can be the guy that they drafted him to be. Um, they love this guy. And I think that what you're going to see with him not only is sort of a, a reemergence or maybe even just an emergence in general because it's kind of been start-stop with him a little bit. And so I think – Two, you're also going to see him work to the passing game a lot more. You saw a little uh, sprinklings of it, not just with him, but also with Daryl Henderson. With a healthy Cam Akers, they want to, they want him to do everything. They want him to be on the field um, the entire time. They want to use him uh, in in pass pro. They also want to use him obviously as that that lead running back. But also, you know, they're going to use their running backs in the passing game a lot more. You saw them increase it this year. I actually talked with, or excuse me, you saw them increase it last year. And I actually talked with Cam Akers right before they broke for the summer. I was interviewing him about Thomas Brown, who moved from running backs coach to tight ends coach and is going to help coordinate the passing game. Great coach, um, in line to be a head coach at some point soon. And Cam, you know, as a part of this interview, talking about this guy he's very close with, you know, obviously as a journalist, you get a health update there in, in there, right? You, don't, you wouldn't be doing your job if you didn't get the not. health update as well. And he just got this look on his face like, this dude is fired up. He is telling me he's 100% ready to go. He feels great. He understands. He's pissed at himself for how the Super Bowl went. Again, through remarkable circumstances, I think any normal person would be like, you know what? I'll give myself a mulligan there. But he is furious with himself for how that went because he felt like he should have played better. And I think you're going to see a really fired up, really electric Cam Akers out of the gate um, as soon as the uh, training camp breaks and they start playing real football games. Well, that's a juicy update. I, I'm really hoping to see that in the preseason and in training camp. Although, do you think they might limit him in the preseason, obviously, just to be a little bit extra careful? Yeah, Sean McVay does not play starters or even like key rotational right. players in the preseason. So you you probably will see still that pitch count happening, 
even through the even through the fall, even through the summer, I mean, they're going to do that with a lot of their veteran players. They have a much better understanding of what it's like, not just for the extra game of the season, but also um, what it means when they extend their season to the length that they did with that Super Bowl run. And they're very much in focus of doing that again. So I think that they're you're going to see a lot of their players limited in, in certain ways. And so the things that you hear out of camp might not necessarily be what what's real by the time, you know, September, mid-September comes around. So you probably will see him pretty limited, but at the same time, that does not indicate that he's not ready or um, not fully healthy. How's Matthew Stafford doing physically? Um, obviously, you know, he plays through injuries all the time, but, you know, he got banged up last year. And uh, obviously his status is a huge harminger for how the Rams will do as they try to repeat as champions. Yeah, great. Another great question. So he was dealing with uh, various ailments, as I think, uh, as I think is kind of he's he's wants to do at this point through the through the season, like you said, in the spring, it was let's see, all time has no meaning and all the days are running together. But I, I reported late March that he had in mid March, uh, a shot in his elbow anti inflammatory shot had to be in a brace for a little bit. And he didn't throw through the OTA session. Now, again, I think that if the season started on June 1st, he could have very well been playing, very well been throwing. But a lot of this that the Rams are doing behind Reggie Scott, their uh, vice president of sports medicine performance, their sports science, they are are doing a lot of different things with um, limiting workload and managing workload, particularly as some of their core players get into more of their veteran years uh, of this game and the season extends and they believe their season will extend even further. So they're being very, very careful with everybody right now. Uh, Matthew Stafford told me that he is planning on ramping up his throwing programming before training camp. So you'll probably see on social media, him get together with a couple of the receivers, um, anybody who's in Southern California for that matter, um, and, and get some throwing in before training camp actually starts. But there is no expectation that he's dealing with with any sort of problem as training camp opens. And really with him, it's going to be about very specific management. I think through the rest of his career, the Rams do have a very particular way that they manage their health of their players. And um, that's going to be something that definitely pertains to Matthew moving forward. A guy who was banged up last year um, for the Bears and also might have just been in uh, to. Uh... To, to use the technical term here, Jordan, DGAF mode with the Bears last year was <laughs> Allen Robinson. The Rams obviously gave him a pretty sizable contract this offseason. They need to replace Robert Woods. We'll, we'll talk about Odell Beckham after this, but how did the Rams view Allen Robinson? How do they think he fit into this system? Um, and, and, I mean, obviously, Robinson is going to be playing with Matthew Stafford, who's now the best quarterback he's ever had. I think you're going to see Allen Robinson do things that you've never seen him do before. And I say that in a very positive way. I think when I watched some of the installation work that they were doing with him in the spring OTAs, first of all, dude is completely healthy, did not miss a single day of voluntary. So didn't have to be there. Didn't miss a single day of voluntary workouts through the spring was used in a variety of ways, lining up in a variety of different ways, really seem seamlessly rotating with Cooper Cup. Obviously, Allen also has that go-up-and-grab-it uh, contested catch skill set, red zone threat skill set as well. But you also saw him being worked out of the slot. You saw him being used in a variety of different ways, much like you see Cooper Cup being used, um, a- along with his contested catch and his straight-line ability. So I think that's Really, really, really intriguing, for not just for the Rams, but I think for fantasy football players, because you know that Sean McVay, I mean, you heard him say it at the Super Bowl, he said, I'm not running the ball one more time. 
you know, and, and you heard him say it, you heard them say, you know, they you quite literally saw their pivotal shift into get the ball in the air and put it into our best players hands. And that I think is going to continue and you're going to see a huge target share for both Cooper cup and for Allen Robinson. And I think you're going to see really exciting things as those guys interchange along a full route tree. I, I actually said this in one of my articles in the spring, I'm not one for making huge sweeping takes. I certainly don't uh, have any hot takes through the spring, but I actually was, was prompted watching Allen Robinson out there to say, if the NFL season started tomorrow, this is back in, uh, in May, if the NFL season started tomorrow, AKA in May, uh, he could be ready to go with a full tree right away. It was really impressive stuff. That is music to my ears because I've been drafting Allen Robinson in the fourth round. He's actually kind of a polarizing guy on our staff. Uh, I think you might change some minds. Notably, Graham Barfield, by the way, who you already have a relationship with um, (laughs) through a podcast you did with him a couple of years ago. He is out on Allen Robinson. I'm going to be telling him right after recording this what you said about A-Rob. Now, another guy I've been drafting quite a bit because he's available in the last round or two of drafts is Odell Beckham. And look, I know he tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. Not somebody who's going to be ready week one. He's still a free agent. What are you hearing on the Rams' interest in bringing him back, Odell's interest in coming back to the Rams. Is there still some traction there? Yeah, you know, I think, and this is my personal opinion, I think it gets done. And uh, I think that it, there's no timeline on it, which I think is what causes maybe some fans or people to question it or, or panic a little bit. There's really not a timeline because he's still rehabbing a serious injury and obviously evaluating his own options as well. My understanding of the deal that's been offered to him Um, way back earlier in the spring was it's going to be heavily incentivized in the first year. But then there's some, my knowledge of what the Rams believe they want to do is offer some financial creativity, some flexibility on the back end of the deal. So if it's a multi-year deal, the second or third year of that deal. Um, and And that's where the financial flexibility comes contingent upon obviously how he comes back from the injury. So on the team side, that seems reasonable on Odell's side. You obviously as a player want to get the best deal for you and for his growing family. And you obviously want to see what's out there, what the best option for you is. He, he also, you know, he was so crucial to them winning that Super Bowl was probably on pace. And even Cooper cup agrees with this was on pace to be the MVP of that Super Bowl. If he hadn't gotten hurt and really just has so many fans in that building. I have not, you know, you know me, I, I sort of lurk around in the background and, mm-hmm. and listen to all the, the tidbits and all the gossip from people in the building and have not heard one negative thing about this guy. They love him there. And I know that he really found peace being there. He found that extra part of himself that he really needed and wanted to find and, and kind of was due for at this point in his career and then reached the mountaintop with a group of guys who genuinely love him. And I think that that, at the end of the day, that becomes sort of the foundation point. The money is going to be what it is. But for me, you know, he just fits. He fits in this offense. He fits in this ecosystem. He fits in this culture. And I think that they really would love to have him back. They've been very public about that. It's just going to be about getting the the technical details of the contract right. And it's also going to be about him, you know, hitting these milestones in his rehab and making sure that he's coming back, um, you know, as healthy as he can. 
Just so everybody knows, the listeners understand, we are actually recording this on July 6th, and the release of this podcast, when you're listening to it, is July 9th. Um, the reason I throw that out there is because, I had, <laughs> Jordan, I had Greg Allman on the podcast to talk Buccaneers, and in between recording the pod and it being published, Rob Gronkowski retired. So, like, the NFL never stops. Fortunately, fortunately, I have not done my Carolina Panthers podcast yet, because... As we're talking, like an hour ago, Baker Mayfield got traded to uh, to Carolina. So fortunately, that didn't uh, happen here. But uh, Jordan, I've been wrapping up all these podcasts with one final question to all the guests and the analysts that we've had. And it's maybe a player we haven't mentioned thus far, somebody a little bit under the radar who might be able to produce numbers in this offense that maybe uh, folks aren't expecting. Yeah, so very under the radar, actually, and I love when I get questions like this because I think more people should know about this guy, Kendall Blanton, um, former Ooh. undrafted free agent tight end, who if he hadn't have gotten hurt, so he was taking, he took over Tyler Higby's rep share when Tyler Higby got hurt um, late in the season, and you just saw the growth from Kendall the entire year. I watched, you know, tight end drills, and he's working on a scout team, and then he moves up, in, you know, into maybe the, from the practice squad into maybe a depth role, and then He's really pushing, really working hard at his craft. Tyler Higby, obviously, about as reliable as they come, so certainly not saying that he would take over for Tyler Higby. Um, Tyler is in a contract year, and he's coming back from a, a, an injury as well, and it's a pretty serious knee injury. And so, you know, Tyler also participated through the full spring and is cleared and good to go. At the same time, this offense, you know, especially without Robert Woods, they're going to probably be leaning on a, a guy with a versatile skill set maybe at a tight end who also is maybe leans a little bit more toward a receiving role as Kendall Blanton does and he really showed up big for them against Tampa Bay in the postseason and he would have played a really big role for them in the Super Bowl as well had he not had to leave the game with a shoulder injury early on you know I think there's going to be a really bright future ahead of this guy um, and he's a really unique really interesting guy um, definitely guys go check out some of his interviews um, if you haven't already. And I'm hoping to feature him a little bit later in, through training camp. Just a really, really unique, really interesting guy. I love when I drop that question and it's somebody that I wasn't even thinking of. <laughs> and so Jordan, that's a, that's a real deep sleeper. As a matter of fact, I might have to tell John Hansen over at fantasy points to go project the guy right now, like actually give him some numbers because I was not expecting Kendall Blanton to come off that. That's why you're the best though. Like, like, like that. So that, that one, I'm going to make sure that one gets plastered on social when this podcast comes out. Kendall Blanton. Uh, hey, look, I'm a whiskey drinker. I like Blanton's. I'll, uh, Hey, I'll, there you go. Nice one. Nice poll. Yeah. No pun and intended. That, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Phillies fan too. And Joe Blanton, the last pitcher to ever hit a home run in the world series. So I gotta, Hey, gotta, gotta give it up to the name. That is a deep cut, Jordan. I am thrilled that you brought that one up. You can follow her on Twitter at Jordan Rodrigue. That's J-O-U-R-D-A. And make sure you throw that U in. That's the British spelling, right? Uh, French. Yeah, French, as far as I know. Yeah, <laughs> I have yeah, no like, idea. Uh, I'd like to say, you always, they always have the extra U's in the British. I know, the and, flourish, and, you know, the yeah. flourish. <laughs> or, or the Canadian spelling, too, I think. I yes, think yeah, it is well. French-Canadian. Yeah, good No, good fantastic. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, at Jordan Rodrigue on Twitter. Follow her work at The Athletic. She is the best. My name is Joe Dolan, at FG underscore Dolan on Twitter. Still have the last residuals of COVID voice. I'm trying to get over that. Uh, but... The show must go on. The Franchise Focus series must go on. I'll be back next week with more. We'll start talking Chargers, Raiders, Chiefs next week. Already thrilled for the guests I have lined up for those. Catch you later, everybody, and enjoy the rest of your week.
Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Oh,